Greetings, this is Carl, and you are listening to Behavior App Radio. Risk is what's left over after you think you've thought of everything. Now, that's one of my favorite sayings, and it's not just a cute little saying. I actually believe it, but it's really important to understand sort of the context In finance, we have these definitions of risk. And they they're very they're very particular, in fact. Like risk in finance is defined as variability within known bounds. So think about like a bell-shaped curve. Another way to say risk in finance would be volatility. And another way to say that would be standard deviation. It's it's how much does something wiggle, right? How much does it go up and down? That's When we say risk, that's what we're talking about. It's variability within known bounds. So it implies that we know the limits of risk. That's how we've defined risk when it comes to in, in finance. And so you've got a bunch of finance people running around saying risk. And and when they say risk, they then we'll also say things like risk management. And in that definition of risk, with that definition of risk, variability within known bounds, it means risk management is this beautiful, clean thing, like just a set of dials that we can just dial up or down. Oh, you want more risk? Great. I'll grab some from the shelf and I'll turn your dial from six to seven. As if we're in complete control, because of course, it's variability within known bounds. That's our definition of risk. And and that leads to this kind of behavior when we say risk management. What we really mean is we're going to look backwards. We're really good historically as humans. We're really good. And we've become really good at it in finance is we can look at an event that occurred in the past and we can prepare better for it in the future. Oh, we won't let that happen again. And if it does, we've we've got this risk management tool. We'll just turn this dial a little bit. Like we 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 can we can manage that risk. The thing that happened in the past, if it happens again, we'll be more prepared for it. Now, just one more bit of context here. I, I think this comes from a sense of physics envy. Right? We desperately want a set of rules that will explain the world to us. It will explain how markets work. It will explain how money works. It will it will explain it to us, like the law of gravity. You know, and we can we get pretty close in finance. You know, like we say things like risk and reward are related. If you take more risk, you will get more reward. That's the kind of thing we say from a kind of physics MV perspective, as if it will always be true. And the dilemma with this, of course, is that it it almost always is true, but the key word in that sentence is almost. Because what the reality is, is we keep having these one-time events that have never happened before. Right? We and, and we have a word for this. When we when we say in finance, when we say uncertainty. What we mean by uncertainty is variability with no known bounds. 
And we don't know really what to do with uncertainty. You know, that's where we get to things like life insurance and, you know, like big sort of like, you know, insurance style policies. But even that, like insurance is built around the idea that we know the bounds of the variability, right? That we can calculate it. And we do, like, again, I'm not, none of this is broken. It's just that what we miss is the reality as close as we can get. And the research is amazing and it's all good. I'm not saying throw it out. I'm not even like, I'm not even complaining about it. I'm just saying there's a piece of it that we just, we miss because we think it all fits nicely into this little calculator. And the piece is humans interacting with their money. Is That's a complex adaptive system. When you add humans interacting with their money together, you get a thing called a market. And a market is nothing more than humans interacting with their money. So a market is a complex adaptive system. And in complex adaptive systems, any narrative about what's going to happen in the future, let alone what's happened in the past, even with the benefit of hindsight, we can't, in a complex adaptive system, even with the benefit of hindsight, we can't always explain. We can rarely explain what actually happened. We can make up stories about what happened and we have some really, really clever ways of making up stories, but it's just stories. Right? And so what this leads to is this statement that I keep making, which is risk is what's left over after you think you've thought of everything. We've got books written on this, like Nassim Taleb's book, Black Swan, is about this. And then we all are like, oh yeah, this is a Black Swan event, this is a Black Swan event. But real Black Swan events are things that we didn't even know that we didn't even know. Right? That's another phrase that gets thrown around a bit in finance. The unknown unknowns. But we, all, we often throw it around as if like, oh yeah, those things. No, but those are the events. And Morgan Housel wrote a great piece on this. Those events are so impactful. The unknown unknowns, the things we didn't even know we knew, the things that we didn't think of, the risk that's left over after we think of everything, after we think we've thought of everything. When those events show up, they are so impactful that they dwarf the impact of the average event. They're the only thing that matters. The car that kills you is not the one that you see. It's the one you never saw coming. And it's those events, those low probability events that exist out in the tails, as we say, out in the tails of the probability distribution, those events, when they show up, It dwarfs everything else in your life. Those are the events that kill us. Right? And so I just I just get a bit, um, I don't know if frustrated is the right word. I don't even know the right word. I'm not like, I'm not even complaining. I'm not pointing fingers at anybody. I'm just simply saying that risk is what's left over after we think We've thought of everything. And I think that's how humans, when I talk to clients about risk, and this is really important, make sure whether you're the client or the 
the you know the person giving the advice, the investment professional or the advisor, the financial planner. When you're using the word risk, make sure that what you're saying is what clients also think. Because I'm telling you, clients, when you say risk, they're not thinking like humans. I don't think, and I know all I know all about this like beautiful, cute little story we have around variability within known bounds. Like I know all about it. I know the difference between technical difference between risk and uncertainty. I know all about it, but I still don't think that way. When somebody says risk to me, I think, am I going to end up under a bridge? When somebody says risk to me, I think, I think what could happen to one of my kids? I don't think, oh, variability in known bounds, standard deviation. I don't have some beautiful, I think big event that I didn't even see coming. And and again, I just want to emphasize one more thing. The dilemma with this is when one of those big events shows up, in the heat of the moment, we're like, oh my gosh, this is a six sigma event. Like this could never happen. This is like, ah, this is a mate. Like, ah, crazy. We call them like hundred year storms or thousand year storms. But I would have you notice how often these hundred year storms seem to be showing up, but that's a different subject. Um, so in the moment we're like, this is crazy. And then within just a couple of months, because we're humans and we're really good at making sense of things, even if it's not reality within just a couple months, we come up with a cute story and a narrative and the work in complexity theory would tell you that in complex adaptive environments, even with the benefit of hindsight, that narrative is just a narrative. The only thing that you have is fiction, right? And so once we come up with the story around why it happened, we think, oh, cool, we can manage that again. And we forget. And then a new thing shows up and we do the same thing. We're like, ah, this is crazy. I never would have thought of this. I, how could we have seen this coming? You know, uh, we just went through one of these. How can we see this coming? And then we say, oh, look, everybody could see it coming. And look how now we're totally prepared for this again. And then we we just repeat this without realizing, no, it's it's the things that you didn't think about. And so just because I want to wrap this up on a positive note, right? Like, what does that point to? How do we prepare for those things? Well, I think we just think carefully about general resilience. You know, event-specific resilience is great if you know that that's the event that's going to show up. And some of those things show up frequently enough that they're important to insure against. That's why we have insurance, specific like event you know i'm gonna if i die i'm gonna have insurance right if if i have a health problem i'm gonna have insurance i have homeowners insurance i have very specific i'm resilient in that specific instance and there will be a payoff because of this loss that i'll have but we do need to think of general resilience like like for instance an example of that would be a cash reserve would be general resilience you know not being margin like leverage to the hilt general resilience in our, in our physical lives, like the, the ability to pick up a, a jug of water and carry it, like general resilience. I had a friend once who told me um, in the Christchurch earthquake in New Zealand years ago, whenever that was, 2010, 12. No, it was, anyway, to, in, in, within the last decade, the Christchurch earthquake, there was all this effort put into making sure people had you know, that there was water that people could get to. And then they realized like most humans couldn't carry a jug of water over an uneven surface for very far. 
So there's like, right, like the the plan, when the event showed up, the plan wasn't particularly helpful because there was a lack of general resilience. So I, the point of this is not to go into specific examples of general resilience, but those are a couple. So I think when the system is fragile, as it is, general resilience becomes important. And we've woven ourselves a little story that we have we have this little beautiful little dial that's called risk management we can just dial up and down and 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 the problem with these stories is there there's enough truth to it and that's all valuable like it's valuable in terms of the academic work that's been done and the work we do in portfolio design valuable amazing but let's not forget amid all of that that real risk is what's left over. Like our human, like you and I, the way we think about risk. It's what's left over after we think we've thought of everything.